The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are capable of navigating by echolocation? But it's really subtle when they do it because they do it with their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. For more armadillo-related facts to unlock bonus content and find out how you can access our episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash club. The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there. Welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 49 through 52 of Lord of Chaos, book six of The Wheel of Time. Last time. Previously, Matt has a really weird night of partying. He manages to unintentionally get his floor on with like three different Aes Sedai and a Forsaken. So, you know... I guess that's something. Uh, at that point, he swears off partying forever, which is probably a good thing because shortly after that, they all depart for the awkwardest damn road trip to Ebudar. I and mean, it's just like really uncomfortable the entire time. Uh, but up, upon arrival, Matt's luck powers activate. So who knows what Tom Fucker you were in store for in Ebudar. Uh, NDA wastes no time making good with the local aristocracy. Meanwhile, Perrin shows up in Caimon where he meets Fael's parents and a a lot of really shitty pieces fall into place with regard to Fael's generally shitty attitude. <laughs> but Perrin somehow navigates it flawlessly, although whether that's a win or not is definitely open for debate. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed to mostly be him thinking like, okay, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? And then they piss him off and he growls at them like a wolf. <laughs> and the, the parents are like, yeah, yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> but on the other hand, how much better off would Perrin be if they just decided, no, we're going to kill you? Uh, better off? I mean, wouldn't he be dead? Or he would have killed Fayil's whole family? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with option number two. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, not Davram this we, year, though. All, He's pretty great. I thought we, we like Fayil's family a lot more than we like Fayil, right? Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's true, but... Like, still... Even, even the normal horse soldiers, I think we like better than Fayil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The nameless, like, horse guys. That, yeah. that one Trolloc in Eye of the World who is able to kind of talk. <laughs> Narg. 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 Yeah. Ranked slightly above Fayil in terms of likability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all's haters. <laughs> so chapter 49, The Mirror of Mists. With Icon of the Rising Sun of Kyrian. Yeah, Rand's just kicking it, having some bro time. Yeah, hanging out with Perrin, you know, in the cool of the day, smoking their pipes. Which, uh, I mean, how often does Rand get to do something like this? Probably never, right? Not very often. And and how often does he get to do this and get through the whole time without Luz Theron trying to kill the person that he's with? <laughs> that's a good point. For some reason, we don't know why Luz Theron doesn't want to kill Perrin, so that's good news. Yeah. <laughs> he likes Perrin. <laughs> and Loyal. Yeah, Loyal arrives. Uh, he missed his Ogier friends in the two rivers by a little bit. They didn't catch him. And uh, he went and saw a steading and came back. Yeah, I'm, I really miss Loyal, and I'm glad he's back, but I'm kind of worried about him, you know? Like, from everything his mom was saying, the steading thing isn't like you go have a squat in the steading and then you're, <laughs> you're good to go. I'm worried about him, you know? This this could be unhealthy. He should listen to his mom. Yeah, is it like charging a phone where, like, if he's only in there for a little while, is he at, like, 17% now and he was at 14% before? Like, how we does it work? Know. Yeah, yeah. Ogier batteries are a mystery to us all. He says he feels fine. Yeah, he, he says a lot of things. 
But as they're all hanging out, Min rushes in to warn Rand. The Saladar Aes Sedai are coming, and in greater numbers. Uh, they've come to intimidate him, because they're pissed off at him for uh, apparently stabbing one of them. Yeah, I mean, considering where we left where we left them last, uh, this is probably not a good meeting, you know, that they yeah. got lined up. Yeah, I, I think they're lucky to get out of this thing alive. Because they, they come into the throne room and... and there's seven of them instead of the three that he put the limit as. And they, they use their powers to make themselves really big and threatening and try and talk down to him. And I, I kind of thought, you know, one wave of his hand of balefire and he could just delete all of these people and all the people behind them in the other rooms and stuff. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, he's not great at controlling that balefire. And it, as far as we know, it just doesn't stop, right? It just keeps going. Yeah. And maybe not balefire because, you know, destroying the world and everything, but like... I feel he's totally within his rights to murder them at this point. Yeah, right? I, I mean, this is super aggressive. He told them not to be aggressive. It is extremely aggressive. And we also learned that Elaine is pretty much the perfect Aes Sedai. Um, <laughs> the way she... Because, like, remember when she was telling Matt she wanted his fox head and she was just being really obnoxious and patronizing and mm-hmm. about it? They speak exactly the same way. Well, we will come. Henceforth, we shall come and go as we please. <laughs> uh, your IO watchers around our inn must be removed. Any further insult to our dignity will be punished. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Delivering ultimatums uh, to the Dragon Reborn seems like poor choice. Yeah, you know? the, the little loose there in, in my head as I was reading it was saying like, kill them, kill them, kill them all. <laughs> like, them. Teach them a lesson. Uh, you know, I, but it doesn't, their their goal is not met here because he basically, he, he uses his powers to turn off all of their illusions and stuff and tells them to fuck off. Which, you know, I mean, I, considering the way they came in, I think that he, you know, he did it about as delicately as he could, I suppose. But, I mean, clearly this is uh, not a resolved situation, right? I mean, Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I have a question for you. He, he does all this, he's struggling to, like, get to the throne room before they show up. What's more of a power move? Was it like having this badass display waiting for them or just like making them wait patiently? I, I think he should have like just let them stew for a little bit, right? Like they show up in all their bravado. But yeah. If- well, they're, they're trying to catch him off guard, right? So what's the, what's the math here? Could, would they have been able to just have themselves shown into wherever he is? Like his rooms or something? Oh, okay. well, he, oh, sorry, go ahead. He should have pulled an LBJ and met them while he was on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The ultimate power move. Yeah, because well, like the LBJ lean, isn't he basically just like a human equivalent of the mirror of mists where he can stand <laughs> over everybody else? Yeah, they can loom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, they they were, I think they were saying that the ice and I were hoping to beat him to the throne room so they could be waiting for him in there. But if, if they got there and he's just like, tell him I'm busy, you know, mm-hmm. and just like make, make him wait a little bit or be carted in on a giant toilet, you know, like a big palanquin toilet. Just be like, sorry, I was doing my business, but let's discuss. But I, I think it's sort of the game he's playing is I was ready for you, even though you're trying to surprise me. Yeah, and it seems like it works out. You can't out. surprise me. Sort of works out for him. Well, what's yeah. interesting, too, is the Aiel have always had a, kind of a strange but a respect for the Aes Sedai writer, a feeling like of, that they owe them somehow. But even Malayne is like, fuck those Aes Sedai. They're <laughs> yeah. so arrogant. Yeah, so whoever had that Aes Sedai stabbed in that alley, this it totally worked. Scheme paid off 100%. Yeah, this is one of those frustrating situations where a little bit of conversation could close a lot of uh, loops for them, but they're not doing it. Yeah. yeah. 
They're just like, under the circumstances. Yeah, exactly. I think we both know what happened here. And Rand's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Rand's like, get stuffed. Yeah. But so we then cut briefly to Min, who visits a, a warder friend of hers to ask what's the deets on what's going on with the Saladar Aes Sedai. What do you think about this Mahiro dude? I love this guy. Isn't he great? He's great. But it says back in Kandor, he was a lord. Why would you give up being a lord to go be a warder? I mean, Lan did, right? Maybe he's like a crappy little lord, second son, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that's going to become a warder is, number one, a good way to handle an off-air who doesn't, so they don't try and kill your eldest. Yeah. And it's probably also a little bit of prestige, too, depending, you know. If you're yeah. lucky, you get to fight all the time, and you get superpowers from the warder bond. If you're unlucky, you spend 50 years carrying books around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess you don't get to pick who you bond to, or do you? That's I don't know how that works. vague how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they make it clear that it's, there's consent involved, but they don't. they also don't make it super clear if it's like... You can send to be a warder to someone, or if it's like, yeah. we have to meet up or something. Yeah, we have to read those terms and conditions. By the way, Mahiro seems like a cool dude. Yeah, <laughs> I really like this guy. He's just like, I'm sitting here being cool, and I'm just flirting with men, but in like kind of a big brotherly way. Which is apparently normal in Kandor. Yeah, I guess so. And he's also just like, what, solving bar puzzles or something like that? He's got a <laughs> right. pile of them. Because he's an intellect. This is the first we've heard of bar puzzles. I guess they're just like, you know, like the, what, the metal loop thing. How or... many bar puzzles could there be? I mean... A lot, right? All different configurations. The ones with, like, nails and stuff, right? Yeah. But or, or is it just the ones that you get at uh, the Cracker Barrel? <laughs> the probably, little peg game? Probably both, right? <laughs> yeah. he, he had a little plastic thing, and he's trying to get the ball into the... Stupid ball maze. But he's super good at them. Yeah. He has a whole stack of them. So Min finds out that these Saladar Aes Sedai have 13 now, because two randos showed up. And that's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, she goes and, and rushes and tells Rand all about it. And he freaks out and, and leaves Kyrian. Which is, I, I was thinking about this. Like, well, if you know that there's 13 Aes Sedai, there's not much you can do about that, right? Like, that's you don't have tools to deal with that. If you're he has 100 guy. murder wizards. Uh, yeah, but they can't join, right? So, like, 13 Aes Sedai might be enough to handle... Like, 13 linked Aes Sedai I mean, might be enough to handle. I mean, couldn't they just blow the inn up or something? He would have to make it look like an accident because he, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to publicly declare a war between the dragon and the Aes Sedai yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it just surprised me that he's running away instead of, you know, saying sending them an ultimatum of his own or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like because Rand... These are, these are the ones he likes, right? Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Rand doesn't want to piss these people off. Like, as, as shitty as they're being, he kind of does need them a little bit. Like... I, th- I think he says something like, we don't, I, I, you need me more than I need you, which is probably true, but he still does need them, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess killing them outright would probably make it a lot harder for him to get the Saladar Aes Sedai to join him. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably, you know, <laughs> which is, is probably a good reason why he didn't just blast them all in the throne room like I, I wanted him to do. <laughs> I mean, they did have, they did sort of have it coming the way that they, you know, rushed in there with their Aes Sedai guns blazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were super tall. <laughs> so I mean, I guess, I guess it's not that aggressive, right? They just made themselves tall and just like made their voice really loud. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they didn't actually attack him. He, oh, okay. This is what he should have done. He should have made himself even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's get, right. Just like stand, just do the same trick, but he's already like a, b- a bunch taller. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So they just keep getting taller and taller. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I wonder. I okay, mean, so when Moraine, this reminds me, when Moraine did this mm-hmm. at the gates of Barillon, right? right? Remember what she did? She grew super big, 
and then she stepped over the wall to get out of Barrelon. Yes. What does that mean? What did she? She, she walked through the door, like she walked. And the so gate. she just made herself made it look like she was stepping through. That I had the I had because I, th- I thought it was like a one to one copy of what her body's actually doing, just bigger. Did she like actually mime stepping over the thing? <laughs> she would have to as she right went through the door. <laughs> Lucky no one could see her because she looks really ridiculous on her normal size. <laughs> Ooh, I'm stepping over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rand books it. He takes all of his buddies with him, takes Perrin and Fael and Loyal and Min and a bunch of maidens. And they write a whole fuck ton of letters first, though. Yeah. Everyone's having some letter writing time. Yeah, they all write letters to people. Is that like a reasonable thing to do? It's like, oh, we have to bail out of town, but let's sit down and write some letters. Well, Um, you're the one who's always complaining about how they need more communication. Yeah, but letters are stupid. (laughs) I like the letter he wrote to the Saladar Aes Sedai. It's like, 13's an unlucky number. Stay away from me! I mean, all things considered, his letter is actually pretty reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Luther and Telemann is going bananas this entire time, because there's 13 of them. And I guess that's a good reason to run away, too, if you don't know if Luther and Telemann is going to grab the gun. Yeah, he, he does keep going for it, right? That's his, uh, his thing. He really, wants to, he really wants to take the wheel. Yeah. So we get a check-in with... Marana and the Saladar delegation, and this total cock-up has thrown them into chaos. Marana's no longer in charge. Those two newbies are in charge because they outrank them according to that weird Aes Sedai hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we do find out why Alana hasn't been able to control Rand, because she can't. And she doesn't know, none of them know why. She tried to use the warder thing, and it just didn't work on him. Yeah, and I think this might be the first time we, we learn for a fact that you can compel someone to do something using the bond, right? I don't think yeah. we knew that before, but you know, it makes sense. They, considering they mentioned it, I think. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, apparently it doesn't work on Rand, and that nobody knows why, except right. maybe it's just because he can channel. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder if he could do the opposite. Compel her? Yeah. Oh, that's. I guess she probably doesn't want to find out, right? Right. I wonder if the bonding is somehow impacted by his loose Theron link there, too. Oh, oh yeah. It could Maybe be. It's he's already, already a bond of some kind. He's already bonded to his crazy murder wizard in his brain. <laughs> or the bonding only works on Randall 4 and not on loose Theron and whatever else is going on Maybe. there with him. Every time she tries to make him do something, Luz Theron, it starts gibbering that he has to do that thing. She's actually been controlling Luz Theron Telemann the whole time. She actually actually bonded Luz Theron. She's like, I don't know what to do with this. And Luz Theron's like, I don't have hands. (laughs) Yeah. As far as Uh, I know, I can't do anything except sit in this guy's head. So they have an angry, snippy conversation with each other. Lots of personal politics. Lots of of sniffing. Petty squabbling, really. It seems like Viren has manipulated this outcome. Yes, though it's unclear whether this is exactly what she wanted to happen, but she's definitely the one pulling the strings, right? Yeah. Well, she would have known that coming hard at Rand is the wrong way to approach him because she knows him better than anybody else in that room. Do you think she's the one who sent the Aiel, the fake Aiel somehow? Right? Because she seems smart enough to realize they're, they're fake Aiel, but she didn't say anything. Yeah. So she maybe she, she just, would know, right? Like, especially yeah. with this. Yeah, she has enough information to know that. Maybe she just likes the way the game's playing out. So she didn't, she let it happen. But what's going on with Viren? Does Viren even actually say anything? Not in this chapter. She's no. just there. Yeah, yeah she's just there and reacting to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Very but, suspicious. But yeah, Marana thinks like Viren was the one who was kind of encouraging us to do this. But, but uh, no one listens to Moran anymore because the Saladar embassy is fucked. Yeah, yeah. So they're heading to Kyrian, but only six of them, because that's the limit Rand set on them. Yep. Chapter 50. 
thorns, icon of a wolf. Rand stays in Kyrian for ten days. Yeah, he's having some dragon downtime because I guess he's I guess he's been kind of burning the candle at both ends, right? Like yeah, he's, he collapses and I think Loyal has to carry him. <laughs> what would that look like? Uh, like a little a little kid, right? Yeah, well, it's, I bet it's kind of cute. Only Loyal could do it. Yeah, and uh, basically he he rejuvenates. We find out that Min is pretty tight with the wise ones now, which I don't understand why. Yeah, it's she it's, hates the Aes Sedai. It's super unclear. Um, but but yeah, I, I I think they make some nod to the fact that her gift is something that like gives her her honor or esteem in the eyes of the wise ones. So maybe they they mm-hmm. see her as one of them and they're treating her differently. But why she wants to hang with them is unclear to me. Yeah, it feels to me like they're you know they found out about her gifts and and they're using her and taking up all her time and and making her do a bunch of visions, which is exactly what she doesn't want. Yeah, at least before now. Yeah, because I, I didn't think she even wanted them to know that she had that ability. But I think I guess Melaine just tells them all, mm-hmm. you know, which un, un, inconvenient. Uh, Min also happens to see death for almost all the nobles. Yeah, which that's, that's you know, cry me a river. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have to point out though that uh, apparently Dragon Reborn has like great health care because he has like the wise ones doing house calls for him, like doing his health, <laughs> health checks. <laughs> that's true. And uh, Min and Barrelane strike sparks against each other because Min is uh, Rand's new uh, light skirt, flip skirt, doxy, whatever. I hate when women are bitchy towards each other, and I feel like that happens too much in these books. Oh, yeah. You didn't like this chapter very much, did you? <laughs> I hated this chapter. I think I, I, I'm, I know I get superlative sometimes, but I hated this chapter more than I've ever hated anything in these books ever in my entire life. <laughs> just because like the, the, the interactions just... Seem kind of unnecessary or... The way... I mean, we'll get into it, but just the way Berlain and Fayil... Oh, God, It's yeah. just all awful. Mm-hmm. But especially Berlain, it's really... It goes beyond uncomfortable. It's like sexual harassment happening. But... But I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But Rand sends uh, Gawain a little invite, which, you know, I mean, that's... Yeah. But, yeah, Gawain's not going for it. Oh, I just want to say one interesting thing, though. Min is being... A bitch about Berlin when she leaves, but she also says that a man in white will make her fall head over heels. Is that like a guy Shane or a white cloak? Or? I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. It could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a hunch. Mm. Uh, it's Galad, probably, right? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. It, I was like Galad or a guy Shane. I don't know. Uh, I was Pedro Nial. That's what I was going with. You know, Pedro Nial is like. He's a silver fox, man, you know? He's a white fox. He's a... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's a white fox. Yeah, silver is too sinish. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Berlin and Rourke are ruling Kyrian, and uh, there's a bunch of, I don't know, weird interactions between them that I don't understand. But whatever, they seem to be doing a good job. And Min's still doing her, like, teasing thing, like, oh, I'm going to put my lips super close to your face, and I'm going to come try and, like, join you in the bath and stuff. You know, like friends do. <laughs> right, yeah. Just, just jokey stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, can I come join you in the bath and scrub your back? You know, like friends do. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Perrin, Berylaine has been stalking him. And yep. he's getting it from both ends because Berylaine is is following him around and arranging awkward meetings between them. And Fail is mad at Perrin for this. Yeah, every time she sees him with Berylaine, she punishes him with like scratches right yeah she, like, she has sex with him and like does deep scratches down his back which yeah, is, to mark him ugh. yeah it's pretty fucked up you know yeah, I, i'm is. feeling bad for parent at one point he says something like 
oh, Kyrie N was, was really nice compared to here. And I was like, if Kyrie N is your idea of a vacation, <laughs> yeah, it's like, whew, it's pretty mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, but Berlain's just stalking him. I mean, that's the word they use, stalking. Yeah, he asks her to stop, and she won't, and... She gaslights him. She's like, stop what? I'm not doing anything. Yeah, right? He's totally not into it. He's like, I've got a wife, and I'm not into it. But she won't stop. And it's... I think it's supposed to be funny. I... You know... I know that's the... the that's always been the case previously, but this feels dark, you know? Like, like the... Like, in a, in a way that it wasn't before. And then before it was like, ah, we're playfully hitting each other. But she's, like, like being really cruel to him, right? I mean... Fayil or Berylane? Fayil because of Berylane. And Berylane is being really creepy. I mean, like, the two between well, the two of them, it's... it's I mean, just, we've met Fayil's family now, so her brain's got a few short circuits in it, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but... But it doesn't feel as funny, like, as, as jokey as the other stuff. I don't know. It's not. And he says he overhears um, Bane and Chiad talking to Fael about whether or not they should beat him. Like, mm-hmm. this is super creepy. Yeah. This is like this is like a hardcore abusive relationship, right? Yeah. This is like The Handmaid's Tale, but for dudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, I just feel terrible for Perrin, you know? I, yeah. I feel really bad. It's awful. Like I, I said, like Fael. I'm, I'm pro-Fael, but this is this is one of the downsides. Wait, you're, you're still pro-Fael, huh? I'm still pro- I've oh. always liked Fael. Okay. All right. I mean... Everyone's got their thing. I think she's cool. I like her family. She, like, fights people with knives. The thing is, this is not love. Love has to have some foundation of trust, and she has zero trust in him, even though he's never given her a single reason to not believe of his devotion. Yeah, I think that... I think that Perrin is maybe the one you could trust the most. Like, he's so steadfast, you know? Mm -hmm. He's, Mm -hmm. like, ironclad, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And he does the right thing literally every single time. She should know that. But then Rand agrees to meet with Corrin and the White Tower delegation finally. They've been petitioning him since they got here. And he's like super optimistic about it. Yeah, it's yeah. going to go great. It's going to be pretty fun. I do want to point out one thing. This is a, a small thing, but if there's one thing that makes me feel vindicated for how much I like Min, it's that she hates Fael. <laughs> <laughs> Min and Fael, like, don't get along at all. I was like, yeah, I don't know that's why right. they don't get along, but they just don't. It is, I, I think... It may, it may not be a specific reason. It may be because... Fael's such an asshole. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, I, I, when when they first meet, I think it, I think it's just the weird jealousy that Fael had towards Min because of Perrin, which didn't make any sense, right? Min was clearly into Rand, mm-hmm. but Fael was still jealous about it. I think that probably put Min off. Be my interpretation. You know, I I just thought of this now, but I've I've known women that are feel very threatened by other women and have yeah. trouble like having female friends and and get very angry when other women get attention. Interesting. Of course, those those women were like they were high school students because I was also at the time. You know, it's, it's a it's a kiddie thing, right? Immature. Yeah. So, so maybe this. Well, I mean, these are very young people. It gets really depressing towards the end too, because File is also doing this passive aggressive where like she refuses to talk to him and she wears really thick nightgowns. Um, and then so he he's like losing sleep about this and he says he's ready to admit he blundered even though he doesn't know how all he wanted was a hint from Fael about what he should say or do. It's still it's torture. Hmm. Like I said I feel bad for Perrin. I almost wonder if he would have been better off if they had killed him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could dump her ass. But anyway, <laughs> enough ragging on Fael, I guess, right? <laughs> Report Bear Lane to for to HR. Yeah, right, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, chapter 51, The Taking, Icon of the Black Aja. Rand meets with Corrin. And 
it goes very badly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a it's a trick. They show up and they sneak a bunch more Aes Sedai in there. So they have 13 sisters in the room with them and they capture them. Oh. And they fold them up and they put them in the box and they walk them right out of there in a chest. This this whole thing actually makes my stomach hurt a little bit cuz like this is to me it's like kind of a nightmarish thing. Like they like nobody knows where he's gone. They just like disappear him and these are these people who are Definitely don't have any positive in, in, interest in him, right? Like, there's some gross incompetence going on here too, because we because he sees that there's the I said I coming in, but there's also serving women coming in who, of course, are disguised I said I. But like, why has he not made it a rule from the beginning that he can never have more than ten people in a room with him, yeah. or you know, six women in a room or something like that's that? Why is that not his rule? Yeah. yeah, that's a terrible oversight. That's a huge oversight. He's been worried about this from the beginning, and and also I didn't think of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, honestly, when they first showed up, I was like, oh, they're bringing more chests of gold. And it's like, oh, it's like, you know, that one time that you have uh, someone who finds out you like frogs and, you know, oh, yeah, I like frogs. They bring you frogs for every gift. They're like bringing him treasure every time they show up. It's like, oh, thanks, more treasure. That's great. You know? Yeah, I, I think that what they did was very subtle, right? They, they had the, they treated him a certain way. They got him used to them showing up with servant women uh, so that everybody was not on their guard. Yeah, I know. And he absolutely. didn't make it easier for his his buddies either because he's been teleporting around without telling anybody where he's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they even I think a couple of the Aiel even mentioned, oh, he just does this sometimes. If he's not, he'll probably be back in like mm-hmm. half a day or so. So they don't even think to look for him because it's it's totally within his pattern of behavior. Yeah, yeah. This is a very upsetting chapter. So wait, is Galena? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Galena is Black Asha, right? Yes, Galena is Black Asha. Yeah, we know for a fact because she's talking about. All that stuff. And yeah. she's the one who seems to be leading this contingent, right? Right, yeah. She's also Red Aja, or she's on the surface Red Aja, so right. that's why the other people think she's leading. Yep. Bad news. I, I, there's they, a, yeah, they hold him in the house, and this is why they've been channeling in that house for so long, so no one would notice that they're channeling to hold him. Yeah, that's... that's that's They've been planning this exact this, thing This has been their plan since the very beginning. Yep. There's a, there's a little exchange as they're walking out the door that I think is kind of interesting just because it's like a really like a textbook example of like the Aes Sedai lying without lying kind of thing um, as as they're carrying him out the door um, she says it seems young master Althor is accustomed to coming and going from Kyrene when he chooses we are not accustomed to anyone walking away from us rudely if he returns to the palace in the next few days we will return also if not our patience is not infinite so all of that is to say like Rand ditched us, but none of that actually says Rand ditched us. Yeah, yeah. It's all just like statements of fact that it's just, it's always fascinating when, when I see those uh, written because I think Robert Jordan does a really solid job. Like this sounds like they're saying one thing and yeah. it's clearly like, yeah, I said I double speak. And I know we've often talked about how we consider it frustrating that he does not make use of his idol guard um, in an intelligent way. And this definitely brings that home. Like that's, on Rand. Yeah, this, I completely agree that like yeah, Rand has he, he at least shouldn't have met with these people solo. Yep, mm-hmm. he should have had guards in that room. The like you know contingent of guards, really. Yeah. Yeah, and they and he should well he also should have built up a relationship with them where if he disappears, they know. Like he he should have told somebody, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but before but, he goes anywhere, he should tell people. Well, I think he's learning a lesson right here. Yeah, it's a rough lesson to learn. Yeah, hopefully hopefully it's not too late because this sounds like, this looks pretty bleak. Like I said, I was making my stomach hurt. I was like, this is real bad. Yeah, it's. I think it's really good writing by Robert Jordan. I agree. I I didn't see this coming, right? Yeah, I agreed. Like when they, walk, when they were walking in with their stuff, I was like, okay, this is just another meeting. 
it, it, it didn't even occur to me like as the reader yeah. that this is a room full of 13 yeah, nights, 15 just, nights it's that so I, frustrating Arr! 15 nights that I, you know like this snuck right in right mm -hmm. yeah very frustrating um and parent i guess probably could you know track him or something if you weren't so caught up in his horribly abusive relationship problems mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but but i guess we find out min vanishes too yeah, they they mentioned later that, that Min has vanished also. So, I don't know. Did they grab Min? Why would they grab Min? Would, well, maybe we'll find out. Yeah, yeah but at least Sorley is on the case, though. She says she doesn't like coincidences, and it's a weird coincidence that random Min disappeared at once. So, hopefully she can do something. Yeah, go Team Sorley. Yeah. She also says she's older than any of the wise ones, which... Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how old she is. Very old. Like, I think Min saw something about the wise ones that indicated that they were very old, and she was like, I don't really believe that. Yeah, older than they, than they seem. But we already know this is something that the One Tower does, but it, you know, yeah, it's unclear. Yeah. Chapter 52, Weaves of the Power, Icon of the Dice. We get some awesome description here, world building from Robert Jordan, which I adored. Matt always ends up at the coolest fucking parties. <laughs> <laughs> this dude knows how to kick it. <laughs> yeah. He's like hanging around with this dude with like, you know, oh yeah, some some dude from a, a Domani dude with a gold bracelet. And then there's a, 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 a Thanamier, like a, 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 that's a, a sea folk, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just this awesome he's, just, he's just tossing dice with these people. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and during this dice game, there's interesting interaction with somebody who's probably a Shanshan, right? I, right, yeah. He says something like, what is it? He says Next, the daughter of the Nine Moons is going to walk in and claim me because he's having trouble with his dice. And the guy, like, <coughs> chokes on his drink. drink. And he has the slurred accent. Yeah, the like, Shanshan accent. This yeah. is a Shanshan spy. So, yeah. yeah, so he's dicing with everybody. That's right. <laughs> this dude knows who the daughter of the Nine Moons is. He does. Right. I can't wait to find out. And... Matt's frustrated because Elaine and Nynaeve keep sneaking out of the palace, and he's struggling to keep track of them. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why they're sneaking out, but I think it's because they're idiots. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think what I've gathered is that they're not intentionally trying to ditch Matt and his people. I think that they're in disguise, and they maybe don't even realize that they're sneaking past his people. I guess so, but I, you know, they this this whole chapter, they're all they're thinking about. Like, this is knife fight town, right? Yeah. Like, the capital of knife fight country, right? Yeah, like, like, they talk about how every time they go somewhere, a knife fight starts. Right, yeah. There's, like, a knife fight on every street, and they're worried about, like, somebody might start a knife fight with us. They could really use Matt and his guys. Yeah, I mean, just just have, like, a dude, like, one of his, like, sword dudes, or one of his, his, what are they called, red arms? Red arms, yeah, yeah. Just have one of his red arms, you know, just, just to dis discourage all the knife fighting. Yeah, or Matt himself, he's who... A, is good at avoiding knife fights, and B, is good at winning knife fights. That's right. <laughs> but no, they're... they're, uh, they're yeah, but anyway, they're sneaking out, and he's frustrated. They're ditching their A-team. Not yes. just Matt and his people. Also, Tom and Julian, who, yeah. as we know, are NDA's, like, primo... Like, right, NDA's yeah. Rescuers, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. the back office people that do all the work. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I just also want to point out that Olver is starting to take on Matt's personality traits. He likes the ladies. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's doing it like Matt, Matt Traxton doing this, this like impish smile. He's like, I wonder where he learned that one. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, poor Olver. Kid yeah, so never stood a chance. I, you know, he doesn't have the luck powers Matt has. <laughs> that kid's going to be dead. That's <laughs> true. Over. So, this, I know. This is how the world sees Matt, by the way. Right. <laughs> Hitting on every woman in sight. Oh, Matt. So we cut to Elaine and Nynaeve who are sneaking around in magic disguises. Yep. Which is, I guess, how they're slipping past Matt's watchers. They have yeah. wizard disguises. No joy so far in the Rahad trying to find that place they saw. I mean, to be fair, 
To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> uh, at least they do have good disguises and they have Brigitte with them. So, I mean, that's two better things than the last time they went off scarpering yeah, on their own. That's a good point, actually. This is an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Did they learn something? Unclear. <laughs> but they're doing something different. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they witness a knife fight. Uh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> They, they're like, well, we'd rather not watch this, but it'd be weird if we didn't, because everybody in this town watches the knife fight. <laughs> yeah, if we don't watch this knife fight, it'll draw attention to us, which might lead to us getting in a knife fight. Because <laughs> everyone in Ebenezer wants to do a fucking knife fight. I think they mentioned that like every time they go in and in and ask questions, like even like really innocuous questions, someone challenges them to a knife fight. Right, yeah, and they, they, they get chased out every time. How does anyone survive in Ebudar? This place is terrible. <laughs> Get good at knife fights, I guess. Yeah, I guess you Although get good at you get dead, right? Out because if after this knife fight, one guy is you know face down on the ground, and uh, a channeler comes up and heals him. Yeah, who's not a nice guy. But she doesn't though, because he dies. Oh, that's right. Well, she tries to heal. Him. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> or she, something. But someone's going around healing all these knife fights, so maybe they have a, a lower mortality rate than they so should. Exactly right. Maybe there's a bunch of channelers going around, and this is why they get away with all the knife fights. Yeah. In this scene, I was just struck by like. How the world is just lousy with channelers, you know? It's like we, we, we've talked about the Aes Sedai and their, their prevalence or whatever. But it turns out everyone can fucking channel in this world. Just nobody talks about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Worst kept secret or something? But then, yeah, they, they, uh, after the knife fight, they don't find the bowl. So we cut it. We check in with Egwene, who's marching to Tarvalon with her army. And having a chit-chat with uh, Loghain. No big deal. Yeah, she's trying to figure out what to do with Loghain because she doesn't want to kill him. Or gentle him again. Yeah. Very gentle him. Even though I did, was she makes some promises to him um, about how she's not going to hurt him and whatnot. And I was definitely strongly reminded that she is not bound by the three oaths. Oh, yeah. She can totally lie. Yep, for sure. I wonder if he knows that. <laughs> That's a good question. I think a lot of people don't think about that. I think a lot of people don't realize that. I, I, the I see that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I have to wonder if they thought about the implications there when they chose an Omerlin who hadn't taken the three oaths. I mean, God, what would it be like if you had a ruler who just lied all the time with <laughs> yeah, no right. consequence, apparently? <laughs> it, it would be very upsetting. It, it would be. Yeah, and just like really frustrating and distracting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just lying all the time. Every time they hopped on wizard Twitter or whatever it is that they use in the... <laughs> <laughs> wizard Twitter. Uh... There are some great accounts on Twitter, though, that for different... For Naive. Naive and all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a Wheel of Time roleplay accounts. Oh, I love it. It's pretty great. So she's using the band as kind of a stalking horse to build up her army. Yeah, this... this, So we didn't... I I guess, to me, I I thought that she was just using them as as actual troops to, to add to her army. But no, she's using them as like... Wait, a stalking horse? I don't, I don't know if I know that term. Uh, you know, you set it up as like a, a training. Or maybe it's not the right term. She's using it as a, a, foil. a false enemy. Yeah, yeah. So all these lords and ladies think that the dragon sworn are chasing her army. And they're like, we'll join you. And then she's like, all right, we're yeah, not going they, that way. And they swear to join her. And then she's like, okay, we're marching to Tarvalon. We're going to fight the Aes Sedai. And they're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, remember your oaths. <laughs> this is, honestly, this is a total screw job. And I cannot imagine how any of these lords actually come with her. Yeah, I mean. Because they thought they were going to fight an army of dragon swarm. With Aes Sedai on their side. They, they swear oaths. And in this world, oaths seem to matter for some reason. Yeah, but like marching across the world to get killed by Aes Sedai? Like, I mean, well, how much do oaths matter? Not necessarily. I mean, like, that, her army is pretty good, and she's got a lot of Aes Sedai herself. I mean, she could win, right? Yeah, it's possible. And if she does win, then 
they're fucked, so right? This is, this is an idea that I've been thinking about for all of these chapters. You can't trust Aes Sedai, right? It doesn't matter that they can't lie. They actually do lie constantly. Yeah. They just do it with these weasel words where, like, I don't believe that I'm lying in my head, so I can totally lie to you. Totally. Because, like, they mislead people. They do everything that I would consider lying. Mm-hmm. So these people were lied to, you know? Yeah. I, I, if I were them, I wouldn't feel any compulsion to honor the oath to a person that was lying to me in the first place. Well, they weren't exactly lied to, right? Like, they, like she probably didn't tell them anything. She was, they... they she misled them. Yeah, well, that's probably true. I mean, al- they, the oath was given under false pretenses. Yeah, I'm not sure it matters. We also know that in this world, common people uh, are terrified of Aes Sedai. So that might be part of it, too. Yeah, it could be that swearing an oath to an Aes Sedai and then not keeping it is, you know, a, de- a deathly proposal, right? Wasn't that when those things that Loyal used to say, like, better to stick your dick in a beehive than anger an Aes Sedai or something <laughs> I don't, I don't like yeah. that? I Loyal actually ever said that one. <laughs> there, were, there were ones like that. I remember him saying that a lot at the beginning. Yeah, better to give a rim job to an active volcano <laughs> coming back from an all-you-can-eat Tex-Mex buffet or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. That's gorgeous. I think Loyal did say that. Yeah. <laughs> so then Egwene goes and meets with Nynaeve's detective agency in their dreams. Yeah, the, the NDA dream huddle. Uh, the NDA dream huddle, their classic move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you know, uh, information clearinghouse. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they exchange some news. Uh, I really liked how Nynaeve and Elaine accidentally put on the Ibudari daggers that indicate how many kids you have and they both got more than 10 gems on the dagger <laughs> yeah so so what is it is that what they were embarrassed about i i yes okay so they're they're embarrassed about the the potential right. children that they might have with... right like in their in their inner thoughts they're thinking of having they're planning on having more than 10 kids each with lan and rand mm-hmm. i guess right yeah i don't know i'm not sure either of those dudes are down for that many kids i mean do they have a choice <laughs> well, Lan has to repopulate his country. That's a good point. Mm. That is a good point. And Maybe. Rand has to make more dragons, I guess. <laughs> Maybe Nynaeve can be kept, like, placid if she's used as a broodmare. Oh. <laughs> I mean, right? There's those hormones, right? <clears throat> it might fix her. Yeah. <laughs> I would not I would not uh, play that bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I liked how there's a little bit of shade, Fael uh, shade from Elaine here, where she's like, uh, parents married to Fael and everybody's happy except Elaine's like, oh, well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, huh, all right, good. Which, did all right, they, does she know Fael? Yeah, she knows Fael. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, when, when would she have met Fael? Let's think about this. Because they were in tier together. Yeah, that's right. So that's, they probably but knew that's it. I mean, they went here for a long time, right? It doesn't take long to get a read on Fael. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's, it also might be that she knows who Fael really is. Mm. Oh, that could also be true, yeah. Which means she knows who her parents are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Egwene, it turns out, is arranging for Loghain to escape. Yeah, let's... To solve this problem. That, uh, that seems like a pretty risky play for a lot of reasons, right? First of all, if anyone finds out that she's responsible, she's going to get, like, stilled and murdered, right? Like, that's... <laughs> That's releasing a false dragon into the wild is like pretty counter Aes Sedai. So that's thing one. <laughs> thing two, she doesn't know Loghain's not just going to start murdering everyone, right? Like Loghain doesn't like Aes Sedai. Right, yeah, yeah. Whatever he says. And he's shifty, right? Yeah. Like I, I just remember that part, that, that thing when Nani first, uh, first healed his gentling. And there was that moment of tension when it's like, he might kill everyone here. And then she stops him. 
but he really tries. <laughs> he's thinking <laughs> yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't... Yeah. Like, I think he's... he. In a way, it makes sense because I think she knows that he'll be a great asset to Rand. But, like, that dude, I, I don't know. He could go either way. <laughs> it's interesting to me that Swan is helping her with this. Because even Swan says, like, what you're doing is fucking insane. But she's still helping her. I think Swan is helping her do whatever it is that she wants to do at this point. I think Swan is kind of, like, sworn to her in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For better or worse. Yeah, w- when you're strapped down to a kingfisher... <laughs> you can't just jump off. You've got to ride it where it takes you. When when you've when you've a lionfish. Uh, when you've hooked a lionfish, mm-hmm. you gotta reel it all the way in. You can't right now. You can't you can't cut bait because you'll be the bait. Yeah. As, <laughs> as, well as <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so then we cut to Mirel. Who receives a VIP visitor? Dun, oh dun, dun. no! Yes. Land arrives in suitably badass fashion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Land shows up. He apparently, he's walked or rode in a straight line from Kyrian to here and killed everybody he met on the way. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It just like carved a path across the country, across the world, right? Because like Kyrian and, and uh, where are they? Um, Saladar? No, they're not in Saladar anymore. They're on their way to Cayman. They're not close together. That's a big swath of land. So this is how ultimate badass travels. <laughs> and uh, it's also how I travel when I play Skyrim, by the way. <laughs> murder everything. I take a beeline. Anything gets in my way, it dies. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, like you do. This is very interesting, though, because the very last sentence in this chapter is, how was she ever going to keep him alive long enough? So she's following orders from Moraine, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't just accept the bond. Like, Moraine has plans for Lan, and she's right. supposed yeah. to carry them out. And we don't know exactly what they are, but we... Well, I, I, my read on that is that, A, he's got, you know, water sickness, because they get super depressed when their Aes Sedai dies. Yep. And B, Lan is super into dying anyway. That's mm-hmm. his thing. Yeah, being... He courts death like a suitor courts a maiden. I think someone said that once or twice. <laughs> but, but I mean, uh, Lan has said before that when, when Moraine was gone, he'd just go into the Blight and... Right. So I think that's what she's saying. How do I keep him from just killing himself? Yeah. Okay. I thought that she was going to be continuing to put some sort of plans into place. Maybe that's it. it. It's we'll possible. Yeah, yeah. There might be more in store for Lan. But in the meantime... And I think that's, that's why he fights everybody he meets on the road is because he's like kill me you know yeah Mm. but he's too badass to die exactly as she stared up into land mandragoran's cold blue eyes she saw death the light help her (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like in case you forgot what land is like (laughs) right yeah we did get a mention of the stony plains of his face (laughs) hey man how's it going glad you're here go see karen and hr (laughs) you set up (laughs) we'll find you something to eat yeah take it easy yeah get your first day get get a feel for everything we're gonna have an ice cream social later (laughs) i am really glad that lands back you know he's a he's a fun character and i missed him yeah i'm I'm glad too too. this book is i'm a little worried that there were some scenarios like the farmer comes to his front door and is like Hi, traveler. Do you need room and board for the night? And Lan's like, my path goes through your house. (laughs) It's like, well, I'm afraid I can't let you into my house. (laughs) Hopefully not. He's still, like, honorable in a way. I mean, yeah, hopefully. hopefully. (laughs) 
They said anyone with weapons in his path. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does a farmer holding a, a pitchfork or a, a fire poker count as a weapon? Yeah. I mean, Land probably would say so. <laughs> pick it up. Pick up the sword. I don't want to pick up the sword, mister. But pick up the sword, you're going to kill me. <laughs> pick up the sword. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure in Land's eyes, everything's a weapon. So. That's right. It not right. work out well for anybody he runs into. Well, he even mentions that they send some warders to go like check on him, and he almost kills the warders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you shouldn't have sent, what is it? You shouldn't have sent New Ellen Croyder out to find me. I almost killed him before I saw who they were. Because <laughs> like, he's killing everyone. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Those guys had swords. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but yeah, in, in this book, we've been uh, rejoining a lot of missing characters like Perrin and Loyal and, and Land now. So uh, Yeah, finally. I wish it had happened earlier in the books. Me too. It's been a long time. But yeah, this is our penultimate episode for Lord of Chaos. That's right. Yeah. One more. Yep. Gotta find out where this crazy ship is going. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, we still don't know what Rand's fucking plan is. We may never find out because he just got kidnapped. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm 90% sure this was not the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the Dragon Reborn works in mysterious ways. His plan was like, okay, if I can just piss these ice to die off enough, they'll, ki- they'll put me in a box and carry me to the Tarvalon, where my real plan is to yeah. destroy Tarvalon. You've fallen right into my trap. <laughs> about <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we did get a hint though so uh all throughout this book rand has been talking about samael like this this idea of making it seem like he's going after samael however in this most recent set of chapters luce theron starts talking about demandred mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if luce theron knows things in rand's mind maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe right. that's a hint <laughs> luce theron is giving us a hint because luce theron's a bro <laughs> i know come on thanks luce theron <laughs> rand won't tell us shit I don't know. I I hope it's not this simple, but it seems like he's going to mass his army and Samael's going to think that's where he's going to attack and then he's going to teleport in with like a commando squad and kill Samael. You mean like what he did with Robin? And yeah, which what he does all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good at that. I think that's the plan, which is not very deep, right? No, but it works. You, you know, okay. It works, yes. But this is an awful lot of work to, to execute that plan. I think he, I don't think that he had to do that much army building to get Samael to look the other direction, right? Yeah, right? Samael seemed like he already was looking that direction. Yeah. I mean... But we'll, we'll see. We don't know what the actual plan is. You're right. That's right. That's that's all uh, speculation at this point. So that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 53 through the end, the epilogue of Lord of Chaos. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially iTunes. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. If you like Harry Potter, we also have a Harry Potter podcast, MWA Muggles with Attitude. Please like us in real life. We're super likable. Until next time, the light illumine you. you.